Welcome to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast, your daily audio summary of the latest news reported in the Ukrainian media. We would really appreciate if you could recommend us to your friends and family, as well as share information on social media. My name is Artem, and here is the news. For 169 days, Ukraine defends itself against the forces of the Russian invasion. The Russian military once again fired at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant yesterday, reports Interfax Ukraine. According to the nuclear power plant operator Energoatom, shells hit near the first power unit and damaged the pumping station, as well as the fire station located at the site. It is emphasized that the situation is aggravated since radiation sources are located in the immediate vicinity of the damaged object. Several radiation sensors were damaged in the attack. President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky said that Russia could provoke the largest accident in history, which in fact would be the use of nuclear weapons without an actual nuclear strike. The U.S. suggested to create a demilitarized zone near the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant and ensure the access of International Atomic Energy Agency experts, reports Ukrainska Pravda. At the U.N. Security Council meeting, the U.S. called on Russia to immediately withdraw from the area. Russia rejected such a suggestion, saying that if it withdraws, it will make the power plant vulnerable. Defense ministers of Ukraine's partner states met yesterday in Copenhagen, Denmark, reports European Pravda. The Danish Ministry of Defense informed that some 26 countries agreed on the allocation of 1.5 billion euros of military assistance to Ukraine. The money could be spent on the purchase of weapons for Ukraine or the training of the Ukrainian military, and this amount is likely to grow, as some countries express their will to support Ukraine but have not yet announced how. The conference participants also agreed to meet again virtually in September to ensure further progress. President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky expressed gratitude to everyone who supported Ukraine in Copenhagen and stressed that this format of cooperation will accelerate our joint victory. The Latvian parliament, Seimas, recognized Russia's aggressive actions against the civilian population of Ukraine as terrorism and the Russian Federation as a state sponsor of terrorism, reports Deutsche Welle. MPs also called on the EU countries to suspend the issuance of visas to citizens of Russia and Belarus and strengthen sanctions against Moscow. Foreign Minister of Ukraine Dmytro Kuleba thanked Latvian MPs for this decision and called on other states and organizations to do the same. Estonia decided to stop allowing almost all Russians to enter the country with Schengen visas issued by it from August 18th, reports Deutsche Welle. At the same time, visas issued by Estonia will be valid for entering other EU countries. Some other EU member states are also suspending or limiting the issuance of tourist visas to Russians. In particular, Latvia, Lithuania, Finland, the Czech Republic, Malta, Belgium, Slovakia. Meanwhile, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said that the proposed ban on the issuance of Schengen visas to Russian citizens is hardly realistic. 
According to Scholz, responsibility for the war in Ukraine lies not with ordinary Russians, but with the country's leadership, all despite the high level of support of the war and the country's leadership by the Russian citizens. The general staff of Ukraine informs that the enemy continues efforts to advance in Donbass, actively using artillery and aviation, reports Unyan. In the Kramatorsk direction, the Russian forces led an offensive in the direction of the settlements of Verkhnyokaminske and Ivanodaryevka, was unsuccessful and withdrew. In the Bakhmut direction, the enemy had partial success in the offensive near Zaitseven. The Russian troops waged offensive battles in the direction of the settlements of Ivanodarivka, Vimka, Bakhmut, Vesela Dolina, and Kodema, was unsuccessful and retreated. After regrouping, they resumed the attack on Kodema. The hostilities continue. In the Avdiivka area, the invaders tried to conduct offensive battles near Spartak and Marienka, but were forced to retreat. The Forbes Ukraine assessed that recent explosions on the Russian military airfield in Crimea resulted in the destruction of equipment worth at least 300 million US dollars. According to the media, before the explosions, aircraft equipment worth 650 to 850 million dollars was located at the airfield. The McDonald's fast food restaurant chain announced a phased plan to reopen some restaurants in Kyiv and western Ukraine over the next few months, reports TSNUA. The fast food chain has paused its operation after the start of the Russian invasion on February 24th. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba thanked the company for its decision and thanked everyone who helped foreign ministry to persuade them to return. He noted that the resumption of McDonald's work in Ukraine would be first of all a signal to international business about the possibility to work in Ukraine even despite the war. Our Patreon supporters get access to a cool new series on wartime life in Ukraine. To join the club, follow the link in the description below. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine. Thank you.